The Matt Wyatt Show podcast is made possible by Mississippi Land Bank. Buying or selling, make sure you go there first. Online at mslandbank.com. That's Mississippi Land Bank, where they understand the lay of the land in North Mississippi. Well, looky here. Looky, looky, looky. What was the pest control thing we used to have? The jingle? Looky, 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 here comes Cookie. <laughs> or, yeah, it was Cook's Pest Control. All right. I didn't know I was going to start with a jingle, but there you go. I'm Matt in the Farm Bureau studio. Farm Bureau, go! With the home team. They are your home team at Farm Bureau Insurance across the state. Hometown heroes. That's your local Farm Bureau insurance agent in all 82 counties here in Mississippi. I'm here. JB's here. Most importantly, you're here. Thanks for tuning in, listening, however, wherever, and you can be a part of the show. We make sure there are lots of ways for you to do that. You can text, you can call, you can tweet, you can comment on the live stream on Facebook, YouTube, or Periscope. So, hey, y'all, what's up on this Thursday, even though it sort of kind of feels like Friday? JB, I noticed something. Knock him out, John! <laughs> Man, that's a blast from the past. I love that. Hey, I did notice something, JB. What's that? Did you notice that at the end of the gridiron, Chris Brooks' show, you know, he and Bieber uh, here on 105.9 The Zone, at the end of the show, Chris, even though it's Thursday, told a couple of people who texted, he said, y'all have a great weekend. Okay. Interesting. As, as Interesting. if... As if, sort of like, he thinks, he either thinks that it's Friday, or he's treating the day like it's Friday. Well, I think Thursday for a lot of people becomes Friday during football season. Okay. Right. Because and, you've, you've got NFL, you've got college, you've got some high schools. So, mm-hmm. And it's it's kind of the, that weekend pregame, if, if you will. Sure. But I, I, did, I did not hear him say that. I, I actually was in here for a minute and then went across the hall to Kixie because their the song was on their station was flashlight by parliament and i was taken back to 1977 can you play won't you pull some of that up and play it for us well uh i was gonna do that but beaver said i can't oh he says you can't do it yeah we don't have the copyrights the right oh. Oh. legal stuff so yeah you read my mind it just <laughs> took all of two seconds <laughs> yeah well shoot well anyway okay so what if I do it? I mean, I can't get in trouble. So like, <laughs> and that led to the discussion with me and Brooks and B before we talked to you is, are you a rule breaker or a rule follower? <laughs> mm-hmm. We know what Chris is. Chris is Eddie Haskell. Chris <laughs> is the guy who tells everybody that he would never break any rules and then immediately goes and breaks them or just encourages others to do so. And then tells on them. <laughs> exactly. You know what? He was telling that story. Okay, if you if you didn't hear this, y'all, let me just set it up for you. Chris was telling a story about when he was a kid. He said he was like in the third or fourth grade and that he and his buddies went to a game at Veterans Memorial Stadium in Jackson. It was like an Ole Miss versus Tennessee game or something. And his buddy, again, he said they were young, three, four years old. And he said his buddy was going to be funny, and he, t- he took his gum that he was chewing and threw it at the policeman and that the gum stuck in the policeman's hair. And it was a big deal there for just a minute, the way Chris described it, the policeman. You know, but fortunately, the gum came out of his hair, but it was a big, strong, burly, you know, policeman who says, who did this? And, and he says, well, you know, what do you do when they say, 
at that age, okay, who did this, right? And I'm thinking, I know what Chris did. He absolutely pointed right at the guy. He did it. Yeah. It's him right here. He's the one that threw it. Probably his idea to begin with. <laughs> well, and then the kid's like, you're just going to throw me under the bus? I'm sure his friend, and I'm sure Chris went, hey, look, man, look at him. He's six foot five, 230 pounds. You did it. It was your idea. Yeah. He had the fear <laughs> of God Chris. instilled in him that day. That's Chris, who prior to the throwing of the gum probably said, oh, yeah, that'd be funny to do that. <laughs> or am I not correct? I I'm 100% correct. <laughs> So, he may not be listening to us. He's headed to Walmart to get some sausage biscuits. Yeah, hobbling around on crutches or some BS like that. Going to get frozen. <laughs> so- that guy, let me tell you something. That guy sat there on his show and made frozen prefab sausage biscuits out to be the best thing ever. They're horrible. He's talking about, oh, these gas station microwavable biscuits. They were great. I lived off of them in college. Do you know, number one, how bad they taste? Number two, how bad they are for you? Number three, you have other great choices in any gas station in Mississippi other than this little cardboard frozen biscuit. (laughs) Anyway, why not pick on Chris? It's been a while. It's been a while since we picked on him. I'm just saying he was talking as if today was Friday. He told at the beginning of the show, he told people to have a great weekend. But he yeah. then said, then I don't, but I can't figure out if it's just habit. I think it's just habit that he said, see y'all tomorrow. Yeah, I think he's just trying to be cordial. Okay. Well, real Eric on the country pleasing text line. Speaking of country pleasing sausage on grocery store shelves throughout the Southeast, the best sausage anywhere, hands down, made right here by the folks at Country Meat Packers on Highway. 49 in Florence. Stop into the butcher shop if you have time. <clears throat> Real Eric says on the country pleasing text line, I think Chris is planning on taking tomorrow off. Well, look, the guy is busy, okay? He's very busy. And tomorrow is game day around the state of Mississippi, high school. So, you know, he may have to travel. <laughs> oh, we love you, Chris. I just couldn't believe he sat there and made out these... Gas station biscuits, frozen microwavable biscuits sound out like sound to as if they taste good. Well, and I even offered him a, a, a different twist on it because when my kids were young for breakfast, man, well, that's, if we're in a hurry, we're giving them that, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, what, what I used to do is I would take a single slice of, of cheese and just fold it in half, then fold it in half again. And so when those biscuits come out of the microwave, you lift that top and put those two double pieces of cheese on there and let it sit for a few moments. Sure. Oh, man, you got a little sausage little cheese sa- biscuit. Yeah. Right? He goes, I can't do the cheese, man. I don't do American cheese. Said, <laughs> My God, do pepper jack. Oh, no. Yeah. Well. He, I don't do American cheese. I don't eat American cheese. Is there cheese. anything more unpatriotic? Well, let me just put it this way. Is there any other kind of cheese that has really less of a distinguishable taste than American cheese? Really? I mean, it has a little bit of taste to it. Almost none. (laughs) Yet, I don't like it. That's like craft single, man. That's like saying, "Ah, I don't really like water. I love things to drink. I just don't like (laughs) drinking water. I mean, American cheese is basically water. How can you not like it? <laughs> See, we can have a great time picking on Chris. 
Um, hey, can I say something real quick? Yeah, about hit me. A, a texter here. Hit me. Yeah. This see uh, a, a no name texter, and he goes, "If you're a pastor like myself, mm-hmm. then today is Friday." Yes, yeah, that was that. one of the that was one of the coolest things about working in ministry, yeah. is that you know because Sunday was quote unquote a work day and, and Wednesday was half a work day, uh, we got I got off on Fridays, so yeah, that was pretty cool. Um, yeah, he said hashtag off on Friday. So you're telling me that preacher hours are even better than banker hours? Yeah, you would. Your general congregant would would want you to believe that. <laughs> hey, man, he only works on Sundays, yeah, and half right. a day on Wednesday. Yeah, that's 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 yeah, not true at all. Being a PK, you know, there yeah, you is know. one of the great things about it. Like my dad had some flexibility because if he wanted to, he would pick me up from school and have the boat in tow. There were many many days where I jumped in the car after school, and we went straight to the lake, put the boat in, and we fished until dark. You know, or close to it. Yeah. But there also are a lot of days where you may have something going on, and Dad has to jump up and go to the hospital at seven o'clock at night or at five in the morning. You know, or Sunday afternoons you'd love to watch the Braves, but he's got a funeral. You know, so yeah. There's there's Been flexibility there. and there's not. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Um, lots of stuff here. Okay, look Thursday. It is sort of a free-for-all. It feels that way to me because you're right. As you get closer to the SEC football season, Friday sort of feels like a holiday. JB, you nailed that. Um, but a couple of things in the text and for people that are tuning in on Facebook. Hey to y'all. Uh, 100 Grand said, Matt, you have the wrong colors on black and gold. <laughs> yeah, I'm wearing my cheese colors today. Uh, Jason says, nice narration on the hype video for Mississippi State. Thank you very much. Um, it was titled We Are Back. Mississippi State Football tweeted that out this morning. I'll go check it out. Paul said it's Friday Eve. You got that right. So Thursday is Friday Eve. Francis is listening to the show from Germantown. Hey, I'm looking forward to watching tomorrow night down in Vicksburg, watching Warren Central host Germantown in high school football. Looking forward to that. Junior is tuning in from Point City. That would be West Point. For those that don't know, Todd was saying, what's your expert spread on the LSU State game? Todd, honestly, I don't do spreads. I don't understand point spreads. Um, I don't even do a lot of predictions. I want to see them play first. I'm in the David Cutcliffe camp. I know this is maybe boring for a radio show. Hey, it is what it is. Anybody can throw out a spread, a score prediction. Anybody can do it. Anybody can do that and base it on anything. So my criteria is I want to see them play. I don't know if they're any good or not. LSU lost their whole team from last year. How do I know if they're any good? I know they recruit well. State's starting over at coach and quarterback and new offense and new defense and has never practiced until August. I don't know if they're any good against anybody else. So I want to see them play first, and I'll tell you what I think. But I agree with David Cutcliffe. We shouldn't have polls, number one, until we've seen them play a game. For me, doing spreads, I don't know. I don't even understand how that stuff works. Junior says dogs win by 10. All right. We'll see. Dean said the Jimmy Dean ones, talking about the frozen biscuits, the Jimmy Dean ones with yeah. cheese and scrambled eggs aren't bad. Yeah. They're still frozen. I mean, like, it's not fresh stuff. I mean, I'm not I'm not saying I wouldn't eat it if I were hungry. I'm just saying to make it out to be the best thing since sliced bread is, Chris, it's just irresponsible. Okay? That's what you're the word saying is you'd use. much rather go, if you had to... <laughs> To like a broken egg cafe and have the three eggs scrambled with bacon oh, and sure. toast I'd, and grits. Yeah, I'd definitely rather have that. Right. You know, 
if I if I'm super hungry and it's breakfast time and I walk into a gas station, honestly, you I'll just go. Sausage biscuit. I'll be honest with you. Cooked? I'll just go hungry before really? I get one of these frozen things. You got to heat up in the microwave. Well, no, I don't do the frozen ones, but most of, most gas stations have have good fresh ones. They do. Yeah. You know what all got all all this got started because of the Diablo sandwich. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, the Diablo sandwich from the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I thought it was funny. Jason called into their show and he said all this, you know, white barbecue sauce and all this BS these days. That's what he called it. He didn't believe in the white barbecue sauce. Miko says, no, 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 Matt. My son would beg to differ on those sausage biscuits. Hey, get him a real one, a fresh one, and then he'll know the difference. <laughs> it's a, look, frozen microwavable sausage biscuits are merely survival food. Okay, they are the redneck version of uh, ramen noodles. That's what they are. <laughs> Is that okay? it? Look, okay. the, the frozen microwavable sausage biscuit at a gas station. It is the on-the-road mobile version of ramen noodles. It is the same to the guy headed to work or the kid headed to school as it is to the college student in his dorm room. It's absolutely survival food and that's it and that's the reason you choose it <laughs> hog jowl on the country pleasing text line 885-3776 says Matt I enjoyed your piece early this morning about LSU's quarterback it's obvious you were a quarterback your insight was spot on if y'all want to see that <clears throat> you can on YouTube go to the YouTube channel just look up let's see what's the name of that channel uh YouTube.com slash Matt Wyatt Media. Just search me. You'll see it right there on YouTube. And I posted a video this morning where if you go back and you look at Miles Brennan, you know, last year was actually his third year in college. His third year at LSU. He's a junior because of a red shirt. He's a junior this year, but it's actually his fourth year in school. So if you go back to last year, just look at snaps that he got in games last year. Um, which are in mop-up duty almost exclusively, obviously, because of Joe Burrow. Many times he's going in games against you know teams like Georgia Southern and Vandy, and they're up. They, they've already got 50-something points on the board. But So you can only tell so much. But you watch him, and I thought he showed really good and consistent footwork in terms of how you're supposed to move around as a quarterback. He didn't make mistakes like trying to – make plays when they weren't there. He'd throw the ball away when he was supposed to. Fundamentally sound within the offense. Um, <clears throat> he climbed the pocket a lot really well. Like He was really confident behind the protection. He'd, he'd get to his drop and then climb in there to that pocket where it was created and throw the ball around. Did run a few times. Now, he, almost, he looked to me to be maybe not quite as fast as Joe Burrow, but it, it's negligible because neither of them are burners, right? So he's certainly fast enough to make yards, and it's just a matter of he's been there forever and kind of waited his time. Um, so it's just a few things from last year if you want to go watch that film study of Miles Brennan and uh, kind of what he looks like. I think he's certainly capable. You know, to me, it looks like all the physical tools are there. Maybe now is the right time in his career, and it's just simply a matter of two things. One, who is around him and how good are they? And, and can he operate the offense, make it go off on time like it's supposed to? And But I think all the physical tools are really there. 
Uh, Brian on Facebook listening in Boonville. Anybody know what county Boonville's in? I thought that was Boonville. Boonville, you're right. It is Boonville. On the radio, it's Boonville. Okay. <laughs> you know what county Boonville's in? Uh, I would venture to say, is it Tate? No, it's Prentice. Prentice. Okay, so like you go Tupelo Lee County, right? Right. You go up to Baldwin. You know, like you got Baldwin High School between here and Boonville, right? Right. B- Baldwin, the town, actually encompasses parts of Prentice County and Lee County. It's basically in two counties. That's kind of like Centerville has part Woodville. Yeah. I mean, uh, part Wilkinson and part of Mitt. That's right. County. So Baldwin's that way. And then just north of there is Boonville, which is, I guess Boonville is the county seat of Prentice County. But for those around the state, a lot of times it can be confusing because you hear Prentice and you're thinking about way south Mississippi. That's Prentice, right. Mississippi. Prentice County is way up in north Mississippi where Boonville is, uh, for those that don't know. Uh, Junior Ray opts for Mary B's frozen biscuits. Yeah, they're not frozen <laughs> after you cook them, are they? Topic of the day. <laughs> Todd said, Grandma's pan biscuits are the best. Don't burn the bottoms. <laughs> Brian nailed it because he's in Boonville. He knows what county he's in. <clears throat> and Jason in Flagstaff says, yeah, I like the microwavable biscuits okay, but if I'm in a gas station with fresh ones, I'm getting a handful of those with the fried, thick, sliced bologna and cheese. Come on with that! <laughs> hey, the, have you ever seen a whole bologna before it's been sliced? Yeah, they're pretty big. It's like a football. Yeah. I'd never even seen one before. Until I was in college, went to a baseball game at Duty Noble, paddling around with people in the left field lounge, and I looked yeah. down there and I said, What is that? What is that? <laughs> it's this big red thing. Yeah. <laughs> I thought some kid's ball had accidentally landed on his grill over there, you know? <laughs> He's like, That's a bologna. I said, Oh, no, no, no. That ain't bologna. Bologna is the little round slice of whatever it is that you put on your sand. He said, No, it's actually a whole Cold bologna. Cuts. And yeah. I go down there and get this. On this grill in Left Field Lounge, they had done something like this whole bologna. They had drilled a hole in it and filled that hole full of cheese and had it sitting on the grill, just kind of let it get hot, and then they're going to slice it up and eat it later. I will say some of the best food I've ever had in my life uh, has been in the Left Field Lounge. Yeah. <laughs> some, there are several outfielders from various teams around the country who would say the same thing. Because <laughs> they get fed during, you know, the... Yeah. Changeover from one inning to the next out there. It's always better to endear your yourself to those fans <laughs> if you're a, if you're a you know outfielder. Yeah, outfielder. yeah. Well, they're still going to make fun of you and know who your girlfriend's name is, and yeah. you know, hold up your cell phone number <laughs> and all that. But then, hey, you want some chicken? Here you go. You know, chow down rib. And there's some really nice folks, the Maloneys. And some others who have brought us food in the broadcast booth at Duty Noble. We've done some baseball games there on SEC Plus. Yeah. And uh, they'll send some food down there. In the old press box, it was a lot easier for people to get it to us because, you know, you just walk up to the top of the grandstands and there's the glass door and we're just right on the other side of it. You know, anybody could see us because the press box was old school. Now, after the renovation, it's kind of a little bit of an act of Congress. They have to like go to the security down on the second floor and either have it sent up or ask somebody, can they come up? And <laughs> There's a lot more security and a lot more doors to go through to get it to us now. But 
for those that probably do, be even more so next spring yeah well that's right no no doubt hog jow says it's called slab bologna country please and have it and it's great okay slab bologna wait hog jow the whole thing is called slab or you're talking about the big thick pieces of it either way if they have it at country please and i bet it's good you wouldn't jb have you ever been in the country please and uh Meat Packers butcher shop at, and store, as Sam Pittman would say, "Yes, sir." Yes, sir. Ah, <laughs> uh, one of my favorite places to go. It's just so far from me, and yeah. and I I loathe traveling south or north on forty nine. On forty nine stretch, yeah. So with me living in Clinton, I come the back way. I come I through see. Byram. I see. Yeah, you cut, cut through the all woods. that traffic. Yeah, well, that's understandable. Um, but, but but yes. Um, we uh we tend to buy a little bit of more in bulk when we go sure, there. Sure, sure. So put it in the deep freeze. Yeah, absolutely. That's the thing. The first time I was in there, I honestly couldn't believe my eyes. Yeah. At, at everything that was in there and the 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 variety, they have combinations of things in there I have never even seen or heard of. Like I told you, I mean a pork chop. Yeah, that, stuffed pork chop. That like you put your two hands together and the pork chop is is still twice as thick as that yeah and they stuff it with macaroni and cheese they have great <laughs> steaks there as well yeah they have everything there yeah everything there's not a bad thing in that store yeah how about this and matter of fact i think i'm gonna i'm gonna put it on automatic i'll be back in a few minutes <laughs> he'll be back grady texts me and said come on matt tomorrow's game day covid is over don't care about what you like for breakfast all right grady we'll get after it Next, stick around. All right, back with you. We got things started. Things are started here on this Thursday edition of the show. I'm Matt in the Farm Bureau studio. Farm Bureau Insurance. Go with the home team. Two days from uh, game day in the SEC around the conference. You know, we had Matt Stinch come on the show yesterday from ESPN, and he's going to be on the TV crew for that uh, South Carolina-Tennessee game. They're uh, South Carolina hosting it in Columbia. Tennessee headed up there. Third year for Jeremy Pruitt, and this will be one of the storylines. It's just popped out there. Just hit my Twitter feed a minute ago. ESPN is reporting that Tennessee coach Jeremy Pruitt has been given a contract extension and raise ahead of his third season with the Vols. Contract extension and raise as they get ready to start the season. Does that um, – why now? Maybe just the timing of the reporting. It's weird, isn't it? Why, you know, prior to a COVID season, would someone be getting a raise and an extension? What do y'all think about the job that Pruitt has done in two years uh, prior to this as the head coach at Tennessee? So last year... say nobody knows what goes on between those agents and those yeah. agents for the schools. Yeah. You know, it may, just, it may have been in the works for a while. And sure. They just waited till after the kind of lull in the COVID. I, you know, I don't know. I'm yeah. just speculate. A lot of it, but too, it does is, seem weird. It, it seems weird right now, and it also seems like, ah, oh, well, 
so often a lot of the contract stuff and the extensions that get put out there, there's all this mitigating language in their contracts that we don't know about. And so it gets public that contract extension got a raise and it's for recruiting purposes. You know, I mean, I hate to be cynical about that stuff, but a lot of it is. Uh, last year they went eight and five and we forget they were, it was a seven and five regular season. Is that right? seven and five regular season. They were two and five headed into that South Carolina game last year at home that they won by 20 points. They were two and five after they lost on the road at Alabama 35 to 13. They did get screwed in that game by the officials real good. But in in the first basically basically the first two months of the year last year, Tennessee, their only wins were 45 to nothing over Chattanooga and 20 to 10 over Mississippi State, which was one of the ugliest offensive games a Mississippi State team has played in a long time. Certainly, you know, against someone that they could do better against. But that's the thing. See, the way they finished, I think they get credit for they start two and five. You know, they began the year last year with a loss to Georgia State at home. Big upset. Then lost in overtime to BYU, 0-2. They're 2-5. But then they rattled off five straight wins to end the year last year against South Carolina, UAB, Kentucky, and Missouri, both on the road, and then against Vanderbilt. So it's not like they had a, a win over a really good team in those last five. And, of course, they won their bowl game also. The year before that, Jeremy Pruitt's first year, Tennessee went 5-7. and seven, But there was an upset. You remember that first year he took them to Auburn and Auburn was ranked in the top, whatever, 25. And Tennessee went there and beat them. Of course, I don't think it was a very good Auburn team, but regardless of the ranking. Anyway, Pruitt, extension and raise. Jason and Flagstaff got your text about Saltilla. I know right where the Trace and 371 intersect right in the middle of those two communities. I know exactly where you're talking about. Been through there a bunch. Sure is. All right. Somebody mentioned this. Who was it? They were critical of me a minute ago. <laughs> Who was it? It was Grady. He said, come on, Matt. Tomorrow is game day. COVID is over. Don't care what you like for breakfast. Well, tomorrow is game day, high school, football. COVID, is it over? And he doesn't care what I like for breakfast. Well, let's do the high school thing then. Since that's what he really wants. He said tomorrow's game day. Okay, fine. All right, so what is the schedule? What does it look like? You have one game tonight. South Pike is at Vicksburg. Vicksburg looking for the first one of the year. They're 0-3. South Pike's 2-1. So let's look at some of those games uh, tomorrow, shall we? Looks like Biggersville go to 4-0 and 1-8. They are a ranked team. They go to Myrtle, who hasn't won yet. On the coast, Biloxi 2-0 at D'Iberville 2-0. There you go. Uh, Canton is at Ridgeland. Ridgeland going to try to rebound at home after the loss to Northwest Rankin last week. Yep. Clarksdale got it put on them last week by South Panola. They go to Choctaw County. That's a couple of 2-1 teams. Choctaw County, the former Ackerman, if you're curious. All right, JB, what do I need to know? Clinton is at Madison Central. 
Uh, it's the 29th time they've played one another, so the arrow, the arrows, the arrows. go to what they call the jungle. Okay. Uh, Madison Central led by a rushing attack that averages about 198 yards. Uh, quarterback Tate Collins. Both teams need to get off to a fast start in this uh, Region 2-6A play uh-huh. uh, if, if they're going to make any noise. And, and usually I will tell you this, for both these teams, some Madison people may, may, may not say it's a rivalry game, but it is. <laughs> and um, if, if whichever team loses, they automatically drop out you know, of what you would consider possibly to be the uh, number one slot. Yeah. Yeah. Always hope to you know you get four slots, so always hope you you get in one of those four slots for the playoffs. But it's it's not a it's not a good game to lose, especially for Clinton. Even though they lost to Brandon, it wasn't a region game, right? So this gotcha. is very important. Very important game. Uh, Forest is at Leak Central. Franklin County goes to Raymond. That's a couple of one and two teams right there. Defending champs Nanawaya are going to host French Camp in one A football. Up in Winston County, Oak Grove 2-0, hosting George County 0-2. A couple of 3-0 undefeateds tomorrow night in Vicksburg. Germantown is at Warren Central. I'm going to go to that one. Brandon's going to host Gulfport. 1-2 versus 1-2. Something's got to give on that one. They scheduled it this week, so that one will happen uh, tomorrow. Newton is hosting Hazelhurst tomorrow night. Uh, you got two big crossover games, Matt, with uh, MAIS and MHSAA. Oh, yes. You got Prep traveling down to Taylorsville. Right. And you get MRA traveling up north to Corinth. And like we talked about, look, Corinth, did I read that right? Corinth's won, uh, Corinth has won two in a row in 4A? Or are they just defending? I was uh, thinking they won maybe two in a row. They're ranked number one currently right now in 4A, and they are the defending 4A state champions. Yeah. And, uh, their offense is anchored by quarterback Bronner Cregan. Yeah. Corinth's good, and they have athletes, and a lot of them. they got a really nice facility up there, too. And uh, so it's going to be a fun trip for MRA folks uh, headed that way. I, it's a long trip, though, you know, and you wonder how that affects it. But I would love to see that game. And then, of course, you know, uh, prep at Taylorsville, uh, two named teams. That's really interesting, sure enough. I think those kids will be comfortable on a bus. They're going to get off ready to play. Yeah. Especially after not being able to play last week. They're ready to play some football, I guarantee you. Something's got to give. Somebody's going to get their first win when South Jones hosts Laurel. Um, you got uh, Louisville at, hear me out, Yazoo City. <laughs> <laughs> I still can't get over those people calling it Yazoo. Who does Biloxi play? Yeah. yeah. Who do they play? Nobody, because it doesn't exist. It's Biloxi. Let's just spread the word. It's Biloxi. All right. Um, what else we got here? Mendenhall at Jefferson Davis County, who is 2-1. Who was it that beat them last week? Beat Jefferson Davis County. I'm drawing a blank right now off the top of my head. Was, was it Hattiesburg? Yeah, that's it. It was Hattiesburg. a boy. Northwest ranking two and one, hosting Meridian, who's zero and three at the moment. That's a big one. Amory, three and zero at home, hosting New Albany. Let's see here. On the coast, three and zero undefeated Ocean Springs at Hancock, who's one and two. DeSoto County. These are two pretty good 
teams, good athletes. Olive Branch, 3-0, and is at DeSoto Central, 2-1. and South Haven going to host Oxford tomorrow night. Pedal goes to Pearl. Pearl looking for their first win. Tried their best to get it last week at Warren Central. Took the game to overtime. It came up short. Pedal is 2-1 and of the year. They are at Pearl uh, tomorrow night. Got to wonder if Pearl's having the dose of we, meet, we miss John Perry. Yeah. There appears to be something. so strong for the last few years, and then mm-hmm. just to take a strange dive off into this, it seems weird. Uh, here's the game of the night. Starkville at South Panola tomorrow night in Batesville. Starkville's been whipping up on everybody and kind of started it, put everybody on notice when they put 40 on West Point in the first ball game of the year. They're 3-0. South Panola 3-0 after putting up 40-something last week on Clarksdale. And so that's a heck of a matchup tomorrow night in Batesville. No question about it. Madison St. Joe, two and one of the year, hosting Velma Jackson. I think uh, anytime Mississippi State plays LSU, look out for whatever team John Bond is involved with. <laughs> I'm gonna say there you go, pal. I'm gonna say like they have that. an advantage. The Fighting John Bond Bruins. <laughs> That's it. Wes Jones is at Brookhaven. That game going to happen? They canceled that one, didn't they? I think they did. I think Wes Jones had to shut her down. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. Okay. Just a glimpse at some of the games going on around the state tomorrow night. It'll be game day. Later in the show, we'll look at top 10 matchups to watch according to Mississippi Gridiron. That's all coming up on the show. Stick around. All right, here we go. Getting set, getting all set to wrap up hour number one with you here on the show today on this Thursday. A day away from game day for high school football here in the state of Mississippi. Two days away from game day on the college gridiron and around the SEC. And uh, be week one in the SEC. So in just a minute here, we're going to preview a head-to-head matchup. We'll have a head-to-head matchup preview over at winsopedia.com. We will... Take a look at one of the SEC ball games that's going to take place. Presented by Matt Anderson with National Land Realty. Need a broker? That's him. Matt Anderson Properties with National Land Realty. So uh, all that's coming up. Anthony on the text line said, Is Choctaw County the consolidation of Ackerman and Ware? Yes, it is. And that's it. That's Choctaw County. You used to have Ackerman High School right down the road from where? 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 The where? Anybody remember where high school's mascot back in the day? I remember. Played with some guys from there. Desenzo Miller went to where high school? Where? Yep. Where? Exactly. Who's on first? Yep. I thought that's where uh, Oswald was from. That's where Roy Oswald went to high school. Um, He's got a good fishing hole down there, Matt. You should get in touch with him. Yeah, and some land, too. I believe he has that. Oh, yeah. Um, The McKinley brothers, Dennis and Alvin, both came uh, through Ware High School, played with both those guys at State, and then they both went on and played in the NFL. I think it's uh, the reason I remember this is because one of my favorite songs is by a guy named Bruce Coburn. 
and it's kind of a, an ode to Daniel. It's called Wondering Where the Lions Are. There <laughs> you go. And uh, it's the Where Lions, by the way. That's it. White Denzel said, wasn't it the Bulldogs? No, it was the Lions. Brown Hornet got it on the uh, country-pleasing text line, country-pleasing sausage. Here's a number to text the show, 885-ESPN. Got it? 601 number, 885-3776. Call me on the Divini phone. Divini Equipment in Madison and in Jackson. You're Kubota dealer. They have Kubota. They have uh, Red Max, Toro, um, New Holland tractors. Yeah, so a little bit of everything, but kind of the big orange fleet out front. And you need to check them out. Highway 51, Madison, Spring Ridge Road in Jackson. Tell Jonathan and the guys I sent you. Tell them, hey. Tell them, hey. Tell them I said hi. And in the meantime, give me a call here on the show on the Divini phone, 995-1059. That's a 601 number, 995-1059. Head-to-head matchup preview time. Let's do it. The head-to-head matchup preview brought to you by Matt Anderson Properties with National Land Realty. He can help you buy or sell that piece of property. He's got the 360-degree Interactive drone touring so you can see your property without ever even walking out there for the first time. It's really cool. He can help you. Kind of maximize your time, make it meaningful during the shopping process. Also, if you're selling property, he'll get you comprehensive internet traffic reports for your listing. Matt Anderson Properties with National Land Realty. It's a 601 number, 408-5155, Today's matchup. Bulldogs and Bengal Tigers. Come on. The overall series. A little bit lopsided, boys and girls. A little bit lopsided. Except for two stretches. For two decade-long, well, half a decade, decade-long stretches. It's been largely dominated by LSU. 75 to 35. That's the total in the all-time series. 75 wins for LSU, 35 wins in the series for Mississippi State. There have been three ties. Find all that information, compare those two teams or any two teams in uh, football at winsopedia.com. Just wins, the letter I, pedia.com. It's a really neat uh, website. You can see the whole you know chronological timeline of the games and all that kind of stuff. So, Mississippi State, LSU, overall series. LSU 75 to 35, three ties. Uh, largest margin of victory for Mississippi State ever against LSU 2017. 37 to 7 was the final score. The largest margin of victory for LSU in this matchup was in 1967 when LSU won 55 nothing. Here we go. Longest win streak in this series. LSU versus Mississippi State. Belongs to LSU from 2000 to 2013. LSU won 14 straight ball games. Mississippi State had a win streak of five from 80 to 84. What about that win streak? 1980. (laughs) There he is. <laughs> There's Snoopy. Oh, you ought to hear my daughter do her impression of that. It's hilarious, also. 
So I found those on the uh, I found these on the board a while ago. That's great. In yeah. the early '80s, Jerry Stovall was the coach at LSU. Emory Ballard, the coach at Mississippi State, and John Bond, the quarterback. And in 1980, Bond and and State beat LSU 55 to 31 in Jackson. The next year, in '81, Bond and the Bulldogs won in Baton Rouge 17 to nine. The next year, in 82, Bond and the Bulldogs won in Starkville, 27-24. The next year, in 83, Bond, a senior, won in Baton Rouge, 45-26. John Bond graduated. All the LSU faithful threw a party. And then LSU went to Starkville in 1984, and State still beat them 16-14. That was the five-game win streak in the series for State. Uh, State won two in a row against LSU in 90 and 91. 90 was under Rocky Felker, 91 under Jackie Sherrill. And then, like you say, starting in 92, a long win streak up until 99. They won several in a row. We beat them in 99 in Starkville, 17-16. And then they just rattled off a bunch of wins. In came Saban. They were all blowouts for several years until that night in 2014 in Baton Rouge. Dak Prescott burst onto the scene. <clears throat> Let's see. So Dak led them to a 34 29 win in 2014. The next year, it was 21 19 LSU in Starkville. Close game. Remember, State tried to kick a field goal at the end. 2016 in Baton Rouge, it was a three-point game, 23-20. And then that 2017 game, 37-7, State won it. Since then, LSU uh, won 19-3 in Baton Rouge in Joe Moorhead's first year in 2018. And then last year, it was 36-13 in Starkville. State's defense did one of the better jobs against the LSU offense uh, of anybody on that schedule last year. So that's a little bit of the overall series. Let's see, there was a long stretch also in the 40s and 50s. Like if you went back to State 1 in 39, 40, they tied in 41, State 1 in 44, 45, uh, 48. They won several in a row, 52, 53, 54, 156, 57. So in the 40s, 50s, uh, they were pretty much evenly matched. But, you know, you go to modern-day football, for the most part, it's been all LSU outside of a couple of bright spots. <laughs> Dan Mullen, Nick Fitzgerald, Dak Prescott in Baton Rouge, and John Bond, who just refused to lose to LSU. So that's kind of a look at your overall series right there. Hey, uh, let me go back over here to the text line real quick. Country, please, and text line. It's 885-ESPN. Brown Hornet. We were talking about Ware, Ware High School, now consolidated with Ackerman, so they are Choctaw County. Uh, Brown Hornet said, former coach Joe Gant, one of the best to ever do it. They, I don't know how many state championships they won at Ware, but they won several, right, in football under Joe Gant. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Perennial powerhouse right. back, in the, back in the 80s. Yeah, back in 1A, yeah. 80s and 90s. Yeah. They sure were. Very cool. Uh, Coming up in hour two of the show, we'll have a chance to kind of take a peek at the college schedule for the weekend. You know, they've had some cancellations, but we'll take a look, see what you're going to do when you watch games on TV. 
I'm assuming there will be a Thursday night game tonight. I don't, as I stand here right now, don't know what it is. I do know you have a pretty interesting NFL game. It's going to be Gardner Minshew and the Jaguars going up against the Dolphins. And I say pretty interesting, you know, I mean, Jags, Dolphins. But you put Gardner Minshew in it for me, I'll watch. I find him just to be uh, fun to watch. Got a pretty good game tonight, Matt. Got UAB at South Alabama at 630 okay. on ESPN. Okay. Hmm. UAB. And tomorrow night you got Middle Tennessee Blue Raiders at uh, at University of Texas San Antonio. Yeah. Okay, so I'll tune into UAB South Alabama. But you know that one, that's South Alabama. Might be a pretty good game, right? Yeah, there, it should be. You know, Bill Clark, <clears throat> there's one storyline there in that Bill Clark, the head coach at UAB, he made the jump from Prattville High School into college coaching when South Alabama started their program. Joey Jones got the job as a head coach before they actually could even field a team, and he hired Bill Clark to come in and help him start the program effectively there at South Alabama. Not a bad move to get a high school coach. I know. Knows yeah. the current plateau and plains of all that that is down there. Yeah, and he really helped him get started. And, you know, or get off to a solid start, and then he bounced to uh, Jacksonville State and then over to UAB, and I guess the rest is history. But that's an interesting one. I'm glad to know that's on. Look forward to watching that one and the NFL game. All right, that's hour one. Hour two coming up. We'll take a look at the schedule. Y'all stick around. I'm Matt in the Farm Bureau studio.